Life in Programmatic Digital Out of Home, brought to you by JC Deco. Bringing together the greatest minds, discussing the latest trends, and uncovering what life in programmatic digital out of home is all about. So hello and welcome to Life in Programmatic Digital Out of Home. Today I am joined by, I'm going to say one of the pioneers in this space, uh, Dan Larden, uh, who is Head of UK at TPA Digital. Um, So welcome to the podcast, Dan. And just to kick off, can you just tell us a little bit about you, uh, what you do and um, how you got involved in Programmatic Digital Out of Home? Yeah, sure. Uh, Thank you for having me. Um, Pioneer in this space. Well, the pressure's on me now, isn't it? Um, Pressure's <laughs> always on, Dan. Always on. Um, so yes, um, uh, right, right now I'm the head of UK for TK Digital. Um, we are a consultancy um, which specialises in giving impartial advice to brands around the ad tech ecosystem. Um, we are all ex agency people or um, demand side guys that have worked in brands or ad tech, um, and I'm no different. So I've been in digital advertising for. About 13 years, predominantly in ad tech. Um, so I've had a number of different roles on the agency um, and the ad tech side, but always with a demand focus um, and predominantly in product and partnerships roles as well, um, which has meant that I've been on the, the pointy end of the shiny new things that have come to ad tech and programmatic out of home being one. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so interested to have a chat and, and talk about... Um, where we've come from within this space which is obviously very fast moving yeah it's very fast moving dan so so let's let's pick that up i guess right from the start can you just give us a little bit about your your experience in actually activating programmatic digital out of home where you've had fingers on keys and when that happened what you learned and and how that's evolved yeah sure so i mean the 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 very first time um i got involved was was probably i think i think it was about 2018 so it was very early on um, at the time, I was working for a, um, a digital agency called Infectious Media, Infectious Media, um, and we had we were a slightly different in that we had our own DSP. Um, and one one day, uh, we had a very interesting meeting with with a, a supply side out of home company who said, "Hey, I think we can integrate into your bidder." Um, and you know, at first, we thought, well. This is a bit nuts. Um, we'd only ever done programmatic display and obviously social and um, uh, obviously smaller formats and things. So um, we we gave it a go essentially. Um, and I'm and I, you know thinking back to that time, you know we we kind of had three stakeholders to convince, I guess, um, that we could we could do this. So we had the sort of supply side, um, and then we had. And the internal team, we had to actually convince the business that this was something worth building. And then we had the client side. So obviously we had to go and um, try and um, make sure that the clients were going to buy after we'd done the work to integrate. Um, so it was it was quite an interesting time. By far the easiest part was getting the supply side uh, adopted because there were quite a lot of people on the supply side who were very interested in trying, you know, giving this a go. Um, and that was obviously people publishers within our home who you know had smaller sales teams and were kind of looking for ways to actually increase demand for their inventory but also that then 
um, people like yourself um, who are representing the larger publishers um, as well, who are kind of willing to kind of give this 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 uh, new way of buying a pound. Um, and then the internal the internal stakeholders to try and just make sure that we can build this and and get it built um, again didn't take too much convincing. Luckily, because we were we were quite an innovative agency and um, our um, founders were always interested in sort of testing new things. The hardest bit was the client side <laughs> for sure. Um, our thinking back, you know, our, our our clients at the time were heads of programmatic and uh performance and people that had predominantly just again done sort of search and social and programmatic um and when we put it to them that we could buy out of home in a programmatic way um again they were convinced but then we had this problem of the fact that the uh out of home was always bought in in the same way for them uh, and the company and actually so this client we're actually talking about is um uh, John Lewis, who who was our client at the time, who we eventually ended up running the first campaign with. Um, but yeah, the the that was by by far the hardest stakeholder to convince. And I think back then, thinking back, we kind of overcome these technical hurdles. But actually, it was the, almost the commercial hurdles within the client um, and actually getting the campaign, which was which was the hardest piece actually. Yeah, I think that would resonate with anyone who works in, a, in an emerging programmatic channel is, you know, the tech is one thing, but the people and the structure and the teams is is something completely different. Um, and bringing people along on that journey is, is critically important. I think what I enjoyed most from your, your answer there, Dan, was actually when you described the absolute fundamentals of my career as giving this new way of buying a punt. Um, so <laughs> I'm going uh, to add that to my to my CV or my LinkedIn profile, I think, uh, I think later today. Um, just taking that one step further so I, I obviously I remember that campaign with um with a lot of kind of love and we worked on it and it was it was very um it was very worthwhile and worthy and new and exciting at the time but obviously things have evolved since then and I'm I'm thinking back to I guess last year where we ran a campaign together I think to to launch some of the um TPA academy work that we've done I wonder if you could just just share with us kind of how that experience varied from that first campaign to the campaign that we we ran together last year yeah i mean it couldn't have been more different could it i mean yeah so we <laughs> the five years ago you know again we were we were first through the gate got the bloody nose for sure um you know i think there was a lot of testing going on there was a lot of uncertainty on the buy side of you know how do we set this campaign up what creatives do we use how do we optimize this how do we plan it um how can we incorporate the data into our existing digital campaigns you know all of these things were sort of the first time that we'd done it so Although it was quite exciting, you know, often, you know, that it, problems come, you know, and we were talking just before this around just simple integration pieces, um, overcoming, uh, you know, how do I incorporate root data into the bid stream? You know, that there was various, these sorts of challenges um, meant that we were stop starting and, you know, campaigns got delayed for sure. Um, and again, you know, on top of the, the issues that we had in terms of the client, um, trying to get budget signed, you know, uh, signed off for this new way of doing, you know, out of home. Um, and, 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 I, and then I think fast forward to last year when we ran this test with you and it was, I mean, I, I couldn't believe how much it changed actually and how much easier it was because all of those problems have almost been, um, you know, after over five years have been ironed out for sure. So now, now I, you know, the thing that surprised me the most was when we ran the campaign was just how quickly and easily we could just determine the availability of ads, you know, the out of home screens, um, you know, very quick to do the planning piece. 
the creative tracking that we did, I think it took a week, maybe even, um, maybe even less than that, I think. And, and that's including the build, wasn't it? And and then getting a traffic to the DSP and then and getting the um everything signed off on your side. So yeah, I think everything from just the 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 process, the technical piece, and then obviously then just the all of the bits that you need to obviously to run a campaign in terms of that trafficking and setup piece um really surprised me and then you know getting hold of the data as well um to do our anal- an- an- uh, analysis um was was pretty simple as well and easy to do so i think for sure all of the headaches that we had five years ago you know fast forward today I, it's certainly been ironed out into a much smoother process to just get creatives built and done and activated um but what's exciting isn't it what's exciting still is that they're even all that's been ironed out in terms of the bit that you'd expect to be ironed out, but the use cases are still coming thick and fast into how do you actually then use that, you know, as a brand and as a marketer to the best of your ability. That is still um, an area which I think is still moving forward, isn't it? Yeah, it makes me think about the kind of traditional crawl, walk, run life cycle and kind of where we are on that journey i think even even if i would try and answer that i couldn't give you a firm answer i don't think we're running yet or what i say we're definitely not running yet but are we between crawl and walk are we between walk and run um i don't know and i think one of the things that's evolving in this space and it's really interesting for for kind of, certainly for media purists is what is the media theory behind all of this and then how is it applied and how is it proving itself to be true or not and i know again talking talking to you before this uh, this session today um we've talked about the concept of um i believe what you're calling fixed point programmatic so i just kind of want um would like you to kind of explain what that is dan for for the people listening into this and, and what this concept that you have uh, you have named we should call it the dan larden fixed point programmatic i think <laughs> i mean I've, I've come up with the term just because i nothing i don't think anything else exists for it and, and it sh- and it's a, it's something that should exist but it's essentially and if anyone else is you know, maybe there is a term I just haven't heard of it yet. So very happy to to this to not be the term. Uh, you know, fixed point programmatic. But you know, essentially, I think what we're talking about here is that we now have the ability to buy a placement that never moves um, in a real time programmatic way, and that placement is potentially going to be seen by more than one person. You know, and and I think that programmatic out of home was the first time that actually happened because before we were within programmatic and within orbitable we were very we were pretty much talking about you know a, a placement of an ad that was probably going to be seen by one one person maximum so so we are we're now when you think about connected tv which is bought in the same way similar way um and uh out of home placements um and potentially digital radio um, so we're we're talking about being able to buy these very static um, devices or or static screens, which again don't move. You you know the fixed point. Um, and obviously, previously we've kind of had you know you could argue we'd have desktops and desktops didn't move, but actually you know people have laptops now and laptops move around and mobile phones move around and that's where the you know predominantly that's where social is bought. Um, on those screens. So, you know, we're talking about within programmatic for a long time, talking about not really talking about location, talking about user. But now we have this ability to be able to talk about a very specific fixed point and this very specific screen, which you know exists, which you can go and check on Google Maps. And obviously with connected TV, you're talking about a fixed, a fixed screen in a home. So, so I think what, you know, 
the term you know fixed point programmatic i think just is it it, it defines that but again it talks to the opportunity that you can have as a brand now to be able to be in a very granular way by that very fixed placement and then start to do really interesting uplift studies when you know that you have bought advertisement in those fixed places. Um, and I think that's really exciting. I think that's a huge opportunity, which is very much untapped for quite a lot of brands. And, and I think quite a lot of brands probably haven't got their head around the fact that they can get a huge amount of data in terms of how you know where they can buy and then where they have bought and exactly what creator has been shown um, and with an idea of who's seen it and and I think that it, that whole premise is still to almost like uh, make its way into the planning process um, and and that's the that's the kind of the definition um, uh, which I'm talking about. Can you bring that to life a little bit, Dan, and kind of really go into you know what is that or, or maybe some real examples of what that opportunity is that's being presented and i guess also kind of what challenges that that solves potentially yeah well i mean i mean part of it is to do with the way that programmatic media and 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 biddable media is kind of measured right now because you know well-documented pieces around legislation and technology changes which have actually made the measurement of um you know again social programmatic display you know youtube all 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 this sort of one-to-one um digital buying that we're very used to within programmatic the measurement of that's becoming harder and that's because of um the things i just talked about um but i also think the ability to buy to buy those devices and to to buy programmatic in that way in a location-based way is becoming harder too so um you know the the latest pixel phone google pixel phone um has got you know vpn as standard for example so that's going to obscure the uh, the user's location so um, being able to actually target locations within those environments is going to become harder, and 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 even you know the likes of sort of the walled gardens are probably going to struggle with that. So so in a way, the opportunity then becomes if you really want to target a location, which a huge amount of advertisers do. So you know you're talking about um, with 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 the opportunity there to, to be able to localize. You're talking about the ability to do city versus versus rural. You're talking about um, you know, John Lewis, they can only deliver to certain points. Therefore, it, you know, uh, advertising uh, delivery outside of those zones is wasted. You know, there's a huge amount of benefit that can come in order for using location within advertising. So so almost the targeting opportunity is there within fixed point programmatic because you because you know that screen exists and you know it's not moving. And there is a almost a you know a fixed IP address and location. Um and then I think from a measurement angle, again, I think when we're moving away from uh, where measurement is becoming harder one-to-one, you know, did did this multitude of, of ads, which I've served across these various different channels, did they did they have an effect on, on the outcome um, that I'm trying to drive? Um, and then what was the combination of those ads? What's the perfect combination of those ads and creative? You know, that's becoming much harder. Multi-touch attribution has almost died with the death of the... Um, identifiers so so in a way there is a really a, a really big opportunity for advertisers to actually move that money out and potentially put it into fixed point programmatic um case tv and out home and re and you know know that they've targeted those ads you, you know know that they've served those ads in those placements and then do uplift studies um around the effect um and that you know that can be anything from did did sales go up in this store um, did sales in my website within this location go up? 
um, but also just just traditional brand lift studies, which is, which are very sophisticated now in terms of location. So um, you know, in terms of affluency and, and things like that. So um, there's a lot more data that can be done in the location piece. And I think, you know, again, I think we're going to probably start to see a lot of that being um, uh, incorporated into the more traditional programmatic and, and uh, digital journey uh, piece around planning and measurement. I often talk about this um, this time in the evolution of digital marketing, of of the kind of old school or the old world if you like and the new world combining and we're in a really interesting in my opinion we're in a really interesting point at time where it's not just the the kind of old school media the traditional above the line media learning from the newer digital media it's now actually the evolution of that digital media as well and and learning from the more traditional media and really combining the best the best of both um that, that's enough about me uh gas bagging about my opinions dan we're here to talk talk about you and i guess kind of getting towards the end of our, our recording today I just really want to know, I mean, you've been through this ring up, but what advice would you give to someone who's new to the channel and thinking about dipping their toe into programmatic digital out of home? Yeah, it's a, it's, it's, it's a really good, it's a really good question. I, 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 and it's the typical consultancy answer, I'm afraid of, it depends, <laughs> which we intend, which I use a lot, but it, it's, um, it really depends on on how you're set up as a brand, I think. And obviously, you know, the majority of people that we speak to is on the demand side, on the brand side, around the opportunity, um, around emerging media channels like Digital Home. But I think from from a, I think a really big opportunity which is untapped at the moment is in-house advertisers. So I think um, you know, in-house advertisers um who have much more control around where and how they buy digital media. Um, I think that they've 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 in-housed the 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 channels which are easiest to start with, which is which is sort of search and social and, and programmatic. Some some more advanced advertisers have in-house programmatic. And actually, I think once that's done and that, that that there's a comfort level there, moving into emerging channels is a really big opportunity. So trying to apportion some of the TV budget and some of the out-of-home budget back into programmatic and then trying to figure out how to then um incorporate that into the planning process i think a lot of in-house advertisers um have aspirations to do it um but probably don't realize how easy it is um and they are probably on a test and learn journey as you say they're probably on a bit of a um a, a, a walk or um or a cruel stage for sure but the good thing about that is they don't have the politics to you know within the agency politics and and you know we've talked about this quite a lot but you know the the agency the agencies have been buying out home for the same way for a long time and you know they've got their processes set up and some of them do very innovative things and very interesting things um but it obviously is quite a static way um of doing things and i think that sometimes does prevent a little bit of test and learn um within that but um, you know, with in-house advertisers, there's such they're often there's such new concepts and there's such new structures within inside those advertisers that they can have the ability to just do test and learn and things a bit quicker. Um, and then that, and obviously because they control well where they have in-house the media planning, they then have that opportunity to actually say, no, I'm going to portion that budget. And then they, you know, that that's where I think the real opportunity is. So I think if you're an in-house advertiser, the 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 opportunity's there for sure. Where you're an advertiser that's working with an agency, I think the advice there um, is def- is is education and, and, like, and find out what can be done 
um, and maybe what opportunities you're missing out on um, and, and push your agency, you know, just to do some more testing for sure. Um, you know, and I, and I think the best way with that does just come from open communication and, and, and being honest about where, how much budget can you really apportion to, to, to testing programmatic next year um, and, and why you want to do it. And then having a sensible conversation with your agency um, is, is definitely the best way then. Well, thanks for that, Dan. And thank you so much for joining us today. Um, so you've been listening to Life in Programmatic Digital Out of Home. Please like and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you have enjoyed uh, listening to myself and Dan chat today, uh, then please do feel free to leave us a five-star review uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And tune in next time for more about life in programmatic digital out of home. Life in programmatic digital out of home, brought to you by JC Deco.